Thanks for joining us on this week's Real Life Church Podcast. We'd love to know if God is using this ministry to bless you in some way. And if you'd like to share your story or know more about getting involved at Real Life Church, you can visit us on our website at livereallife.com today. So anyway, let's get into God's word today. I believe I got a really good word for you today on this Super Sunday. Uh, We'll continue our series, It's Personal, next week. You do not want to miss next week. Uh, I'll be sharing on the subject of communication and relationships and how to to better our communication. Uh, It's the hinge by which all relationships work or don't work is communication. And so, uh, and what I say next week, it's only good if you apply it. Look at your neighbor and say, start applying it. You're like, hey, hey, that's my wife. Be careful. Um, but so anyway, um, so this week we're going to talk about uh, Super Sunday. You know, we got a big game tonight. The Super Bowl's happening. Uh, the Chiefs and the Eagles. And uh, uh, who's rooting for the Eagles? All the Bengals fans should be. Uh, any Chiefs fans in here? Any Chiefs? Okay, a few Chief people. All right. Well, um, uh, you know, it's a big. I, I've never been like a big like Super Bowl guy, but for some reason this year, I'm just like I've been into it, and I don't know. Maybe I'm getting older. NFL means old. Is that what it, like starting to like the NFL a little bit, minus the referees? Amen. And so uh, anyway, and so there's two teams tonight. They've been preparing. Um, you get to see all the videos and them getting off the bus and all the interviews they're doing and preparing for tonight and, and the coaching staff and the, and the general managers and everybody's getting ready for this big game and people's coming from all over and there's a lot of money on the line as well. Uh, people is gambling their life away for this game and, and uh, you know, it's just there's a lot of stuff happening around the Super Bowl, but there's two teams that will sit in a locker room and they will prepare themselves long before they get to the locker room, but they'll, they'll, they'll come down and they'll get ready and they'll prepare and they'll go do pre-warm-ups on the field and, and then they'll go back into the locker room and they'll get their pads on and, and coach will gather them together and give them one final speech before they go out and, and, and go through the fireworks and the hoopla of the Super Bowl. And, and, uh, and, um, and so they'll, they'll be in that locker room one last time and he'll start to share with them and, and he'll, he'll remind them of why they're there and he'll, he'll talk to them and give them a pep talk and and sometimes they have like the the crazy strength trainer come in that like he's just no holds bar like he's jacked up on something and he just gets them all fired up and and here they come and they're all fired up and they run out on the field and the kickoff happens and they begin to play this game called football and football is a game of of uh, tension it's a it's a game of of uh, of uh, pushback and it's a game of uh, uh, um Last minute kind of things happen in the two minute warning and lots of stuff happens in the game of football. And I want you to know today that there's two teams and there's specific players and Mahomes is a quarterback and, and there's different, uh, uh, you know, there's a mom that has, uh, for those of you who don't know, there's a mom that has a boy on each team. And uh, she, she baked her boys her, their favorite cookies. That's their Super Bowl treat. Come on, somebody. And, uh, and so, but they're on, the, they're on the team and they're going to go against each other and there's just a lot of dynamics and there's big names out there today, man. We'll be watching those names play, but, but both teams have a team player that nobody really talks about. And I'm going to talk about that team player today. And both locker rooms have it, but both locker rooms, it's going to determine whether they win or lose, this player is on both teams. And it's what I'm going to call the player. His name is Attitude. You know, there's a, there's a certain air and attitude that you have when you get ready to compete for something. 
And, you know, I remember back like in junior high when we'd play basketball and, and uh, we'd come out and we'd play a team that was bigger than us. And we'd get intimidated by that team. We'd come out, we'd be dribbling off our foot. Come on, somebody. Into the block. And because we're watching the, the opponent and they're bigger than us and we're intimidated by them. And, and uh, they just suck our attitude to where we're like, hey, there's no way we're going to win this game. We're, we're little peons and they're big and tall and they're, they're going to they're gonna dunk on us and all this different stuff. And like, but our attitude of, of victory was sucked out of our life. This thing called attitude, whether we realize this or not, is something that we all deal with. See, our attitude towards life determines life's attitude towards us. Let me say it again. Our attitude towards life determines life's attitude toward us. I believe this, I believe, I'm gonna read a quote from Thomas Jefferson, one of our former US presidents. He said, nothing can stop the man who has the right mental attitude to reach his goal. Nothing in the world will help the man who has the wrong mental attitude. Attitude is significant. And I'm gonna talk to you today about how to develop or have the attitude of a winner. You know, God wants you to win. You know God's a winner. You know he conquered death, hell, and the grave for you. He's a winner. So he's not looking to, for your life to lose. He, he as uh, Joshua says, that he says, uh, he says that there's a way by which you can have success. Well, I'm a Christian, you know. I'm supposed to live down here in the dirt, and I'm just a little Christian peon, and that's, no, you're not. Your father owns heaven and the earth. Come on, man. He, he, paints, his, he paints the city streets with gold in heaven. Come on, man. He says he's got a crystal lake. It's crystal that looks like diamonds in it. Oh, somebody. He's not a loser. He's a winner. And I believe that that's how he wants his kids to act. I believe God wants, not with an arrogance, but with an attitude. With an attitude to win. Now listen, here's what I want you to understand today. Is you're thinking, well, one team's going to win and one team's going to lose. What's their attitude have to do with it? Whether you win or lose, attitude is the difference maker. Because if you lose in life, your attitude will determine whether you get up or whether you stay down. See, this team tonight, one of these teams is going to lose, and they're going to have to go back to the locker room and hear the speech and the whole deal, and they're going to they're kick themselves for stuff that they did wrong that they wish they would have done better, and after the end of the day, they look at the thing called failure, and they can say to themselves, you know what? That's all right. We might have lost this game, but there's some more training ahead of us. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna step back up to the plate, and they're going to get better as a team. If they take that mentality and they continue to work, then they're not considered a failure. It's called failing forward. A lot of us have to understand, and your attitude determines whether or not you move forward through failure or whether you stay paralyzed in failure. And so how does God want us to have the attitude of a winner. Zig Ziglar said the important and decisive factor in life is not what happens to us, but the attitude we take towards what happens to us. And so it is a attitude. And so how do we respond to situations around us that contributes to our success or our failure? Because our attitude is the vanguard of your true self. Our attitude is the root. Its root is inward, but its fruit is outward. Attitude starts within you. It does not start on the outside. It does not start with circumstances being okay. See, attitude it is your best friend or it is your worst enemy. See, your attitude, it is more honest and consistent about you than your own words. Come on, somebody. You know what I'm talking about right there. You can walk into a room and smell bad attitude. 
You can walk into a place and know, hey, they might be saying something, but for some reason the attitude by which they're saying it, this happens in marriage, not to talk about marriage today, but how many, how many know, guys, that there's a way you can say I love you? You can say I love you, or you can say I love you, or you can say I love you. <clears throat> how, many know, how many know your words might say a certain thing, but if it's not backed by an attitude that matches those words, your words fall on, on, on uh, 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 raw soil, raw ground. So God wants us to understand that our attitude, it, it is your outward look based on your past experiences. It's how you see your future. It is Attitude is what draws people to you or repels them from you. Nobody wants to be around a negative Nancy. Nope, if your name's Nancy, I'm not talking about you. It, nobody wants to be around people that are pessimistic and always complaining. They're not going there, they're not going this way. Unbelief, you're like one of the 10 spies, not the 12, the 10. They came back with a bad report. Well, there's no way we're going to beat them giants. There's no way we're going to beat them giants. We're just grasshoppers. Here we are. But Joshua and Caleb was like, hey, bro, they had an attitude of faith about them that said we're well able to take the land, right? So attitude, it is what draws people to you or repels them from you. So if you don't have a lot of friends, it might be because you don't have a good attitude. Okay, if you're our guest today, I do keep it real. Okay. It is never content. Your attitude, it is never content until it is expressed. Your attitude is the librarian of your past, it is the speaker of your present, and it is the prophet of your future. That's what attitude is. It is the librarian of your past, it is the speaker of your present, and it is the prophet of your future. Now, you know, the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, verse number 23, and I'm going to read you three translations this morning, a very short verse, and it says this in the NIV, says, be made new in the attitude of our minds. It says, be made new in the attitude of our minds. Another translation said, your attitudes and thoughts must all be constantly changing for the better. This is Ephesians 4, 23 in your Bible. Another translation says it this way, and be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. So your spiritual life, the, the Bible is very clear in Ephesians 4.23 that it makes it clear that we don't have, if we don't have the right spiritual attitude, we won't have the right mental attitude. So if something is off in our relationship with God, we're probably not going to have a very good mental attitude. And we, we have to understand today that we must maintain the right mental attitude. We must understand today that because attitude, again, plays an important role in how we overcome in life and how we see life and how we view life. And, and you know, you live in a culture that most of the time it talks about defeat, if you watch the news long enough, you're going to walk away with no faith. Because if you constantly listen to the negativity of what goes on, that's the, that's the whole goal. You know, media's not out there necessarily uh, just with toting everything that's going well. Their job is to tote everything that's not going well. And if you constantly watch it, it's going to create an attitude in you. And so uh, we saw this during COVID. If you watch too much talk during 2020, you became a negative, pessimistic person. 
And you forgot your job was not to deal with the news. Your job was to pray. Your job was to maintain your spiritual attitude. So here's four key principles, I believe, that will help us with our attitude that we have to grasp. Things that, that, that how our attitude is gonna be a winner, how, how to have the attitude of a winner. Number one, we gotta understand this, that attitude is a choice. Come on, man, the Bible says when you get up in the morning, you're supposed to say, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it before you ever even get to the day. You're supposed to wake up with this attitude. Why? Because attitude is a choice. We're faced with different things in our life and circumstances and stuff. And God wants you to know today that attitude is a choice. And a lot of times, most people think that their circumstances, if they were different, if your circumstances were different, that you would have a better attitude. Listen, it's kind of like saying, okay, when I get a lot of money, then I'll be a giver. No, 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 no. If you're stingy with little, you'll just be a stingy person with more money. That's what it is, right? If you're a jerk with small money, come on, somebody, you're going to be a jerk with a lot of money. That's just the way it is. It's the same way with attitude. Well, if my circumstances were different, you know your circumstances may not change until your attitude changes. You know your marriage may not change until your attitude changes, until you stop complaining about your spouse and start praying for your spouse and and serving your spouse and loving your spouse based on choice. It may never change. Well, that's not very good news this morning, Pastor, but here's the, here's the point, is you have, the, you have the, the decision that you can change it just by changing your attitude. Attitude is the difference, man. See, attitudes are not determined by circumstances. Attitudes are determined by choice. So any situation that we come in contact with, we can either choose to have a good attitude or we can have a bad attitude. Philippians 2.5, I love this passage. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 says, You must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Woo, have you ever read the Bible? Have you ever seen his attitude? The Bible tells us that you must have the same attitude. There's another version that says you must have the same mindset. So our attitude is connected to our mindset. How we think determines how we behave. So if we start thinking right, we might start acting right. Our attitude might change if we change our thinking. He says you have to put on or you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. The word, the word attitude in this passage literally to be mentally decided. Oh, come on, somebody. That means before you go to work tomorrow, you got to mentally decide you're going to have a good attitude. No matter what it's like, no matter what's going to happen, you got to have a. You have to decide mentally that I'm going to have a good attitude today. I love what Chuck Swindoll said. He said, "The longer I live, the more I realize the impact of attitude on life. Attitude to me is more important than facts. It is more important than the past, than education, than money, than circumstances, than failures, than successes, than what other people think, say, or do. It is more important than appearance, giftedness, or skill. It makes or breaks a company, a church, or a home. A remarkable thing is we have a choice every day regarding the attitude we embrace for that day. We cannot change our past. We cannot change the fact that people will act in a certain way. We cannot change the inevitable. The only thing we can do is the one string we have, and that is our attitude. I am convinced that life is 10% what happens to me and 90% how I react to it, and so it is with you. We are in charge of our attitudes. Attitude is a choice. Number two, we have to understand that attitudes are contagious. How many know if you got somebody on your team 
that's a Debbie Downer, I apologize again if your name's Debbie. I'm sorry, you just, you fit, amen. So I, I mean, I don't know you, but you fit in, okay. Debbie Downer. And you know, you got a team of people, whether you realize this or not, it's going to affect the entire team. If you have somebody that's constantly pessimistic and constantly filled with unbelief, constantly complaining, how many know, no matter how, if you have a team of five, it doesn't matter how four, how four, positive those four people are, that fifth person, that fifth, that fifth person, that, <laughs> sorry, that fifth person is going to affect the entire team because attitude is contagious. You can be ramped up and ready to go. Hey, we're about to go out here and do some business and somebody comes in and is like, ah, I don't know if we can, ah. Why? Because attitude most of the time on a team means that you have a pessimistic attitude and you're not gonna do your job. You're not gonna play your role well because attitude is contagious. I believe it's, 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 it's it, and attitudes, listen, they're caught, not taught. I can't teach you how to have a good attitude because if it's a choice, then that's up to you. So it's caught, right? I'm hoping when you come into, the, into our church and, and, and our future facility, when you come into our church this week and, and today, on, that you felt that, hey, we were excited that you're here, right? We're excited that you're here. I mean, we blew up balloons. We got Glenn out there with a whistle. Natalie, hey, it's good, right? Then number one, number one fingers we got. Why? Because we just want you to know that we're creating an attitude of faith around here, not an attitude of unbelief. No, God is going to do something in your life when you come to our church, and we believe that. That's an attitude we have around here. It's an attitude of faith. Attitudes are contagious, so we want to be a contagious church. So if you say, listen, listen, don't you misrepresent us. Don't you go to work and act like a fool and say, oh, yeah, by the way, I go to real life church. Don't even tell them. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You tell them you go to the First Presbyterian Baptist Sanctification of Centerville or something. I, oh, I hope there's not a church named that today. I just kind of made that up. Amen. Delete that off the live stream. Don't even tell them, right? Act like you got some sense when you go out there. Don't act like a fool. Come on, somebody. Have a good attitude when you go. Salt, salt and light's contagious. Light makes things uh, uh, brighter and salt makes things better. That's what a good attitude is. You're supposed to be salty and you're supposed to be bright. You're supposed to be making a difference. The only way you're going to make a difference in, the, in a lost world that's struggling it's to have an attitude of faith that says God can do anything in your life. Have the attitude of faith because attitudes are contagious. They're not caught, uh, uh, excuse me, they're caught, not taught. They can either be positive or negative depending on what you're spreading. Number three is attitudes determine who we are and what we can do. Attitudes determine who we are and what we can do. I want you to know something. I'm so proud of you, church, and here's why. I've not had one person come to me, and if you want to come to me and say this, don't come to me, because I don't do unbelief well. I've not had one person come to me and say, Pastor, there's no way we're going to be able to build that building over there. You see the size of our church? You see how much it's going to cost? What am I... I want you to know I'm so proud of you. Here's why I'm proud of you. It's because your attitude is an attitude of faith. We can move in the direction to reach more people in this region because of your attitude of faith. So, hey, give yourself a, come on. Attitudes determine who we are and what you can do. 
If you're a young person in the room, I don't care what people said about you or what you can and cannot do. God has a plan for your life. And if you have a positive attitude, and I'm not talking about positively assenting to have a, I'm not talking about positive mentally thinking. I'm not, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, you know how awesome God is, and you start your day with God, and it produces an attitude of faith on the inside of you. I'm talking about starting with God. I'm not talking about just mentally assenting to say, oh, I'm having a positive day. No, no. It's coming from somewhere. It's coming from the fact that God loves you, and he has a great plan for you. And so I really believe, listen, one of my strongest attitudes that I have is I don't feel like I can be defeated. Right, Pastor, that's very arrogant of you. Oh, no, no, because when you read the Bible, he tells us we can't be. He says we're more than conquerors through him that loved us. Come on, we're the head and not the tail. He said we're overcomers, not, not, we're not, we're not going to be defeated. He said, he said that, 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 that the greater is he that's in us than he that is in this world. And so I, I, I will not quit. It's an I will not quit kind of thing. You're going to see this today in the game. There's going to be guys out there on the field, no matter how bad it gets today, they are going to play their heart out. They're committed to this. They're they're playing. There's an attitude of winning. As long as there's time on the clock, my attitude is going to be positive that we can win. And if I walk to my locker room and I haven't won, I'm going to take off these cleats for this year, and I'm going to put on some new cleats for next year because, baby, we're heading for the same thing. We're going back for round two. See, it determines what you can do and who you are. Positive attitude will drive every area of your life. You know, whether you realize this or not, some people have a strong negative attitude, and they always look at life from a discouraged point of view. You know, you never hear people with a negative attitude say, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You never hear that from somebody with a negative attitude. You you never hear no weapon formed against me will prosper. Instead, they say things like, I never can get ahead. Things are not gonna work out for me. Their negative attitude controls the entire function of their life. And listen, how your attitude is is gonna determine what you reap in life. If you constantly walk around with an unbelief and a negative attitude, that's what, you're going to re- that's what you're going to receive in, in your life. Listen, God wants you to switch that this weekend. He brought you to Super Sunday to hear that your attitude determines who you are and what you can do. Listen, instead of allowing difficulties to defeat you, let's start to take God's word and declare God's word of who God says we are. And number four is this, your attitude has the power to change your life. It is the difference maker. Your attitude is the difference maker. The most important thing in your life or or the most important thing we can do in any situation is to guard our attitude because our attitude determines, again, whether we win or it can cause us to lose. You know, sometimes, like I said, in sports, you're gonna lose some things. Somebody's gonna lose tonight. But whether you pick yourself up and you say, it doesn't matter what I just went through, I'm, I'm I'm gonna pick myself up and I'm gonna walk in the purpose, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna move in the direction of success. Why, because attitude makes the difference. I heard this story of this coach, he was coaching nine-year-old boys. Have anybody ever coached like nine-year-olds, 10-year-olds? I was watching Braxton yesterday and I was coaching from the sideline. You got any parents like that? You coach from the sideline? I was coaching, set the pick, get under it, rebound, box out. Run, dear God, run, man. This is basketball, sorry. Um, 
But I heard this story of a coach. He was coaching nine-year-old boys in the city track meet. And he had a little red-headed, freckle-faced little boy that wanted to run track. But he couldn't run fast at all. So he wasn't a sprinter. And so the coach had tried him in every event, but he didn't do well. He kept failing at all these events. Finally, his coach, uh, finally he said to his coach, he said, coach, I'm not fast. And his coach looked at him and said, I know you're not fast. He said, he said, but can you run that same speed for a long time? He said, I know you're not fast, but can you run that same speed for a long time? The little boy said, yeah, well, I can do that. So he said, the coach said, I begin to train him in the mile, the mile race. He said, while all the other boys were practicing, he just ran laps as hard and as fast as he could. That's all he did for six weeks straight. He just ran hard and fast every single practice. During his final practice before the city meet, he ran 30 laps. When he got to the city meet, I told him, this is what the coach said, he said, I told him uh, that he only had to run four laps as hard and as fast as he could. And when the gun went off from the mile race, he took off hard. It wasn't long before he was way ahead of the other kids. The other coaches kept saying, oh, he's going to wear out. But the coach said, I knew better. I knew he could run like that all day long. He finished the race a lap ahead of everyone else. He stood at the finish line (laughs) and watched the other kids as they ran across the finish line. He said, this kid started off as the slowest kid on the track team, and he believed that he would never win. But because a coach installed a, instilled a winning attitude in him, an attitude of, I cannot be defeated, an attitude of, I will not quit, he won the mile race. This experience changed this young man's life forever. It just took somebody that said, hey man, I see something in you. And he said, as he put, as he started to teach him and and encourage his attitude towards what he could do, all of a sudden it became the difference maker in his life. Listen to me, the same thing can happen to us today. We We don't have to let negative attitudes keep us from receiving all that God has for us. God wants us to to have everything he has for our life. We have to cultivate a winning attitude every single day of our life. We have to prepare to have an attitude tomorrow morning because Monday's coming. Tuesday's gonna be here. Wednesday's gonna be here. And your decision to have a good attitude will be a difference maker. And here's what you have to understand. Your attitude can determine somebody else's eternity. It can determine somebody else's eternity. Whether they want what you got when you walk into the office, whether you go to school, do they want what you got? What are you contagious with? What are you passing out to the people that are around you? The difference maker is your attitude. See, cultivating an attitude of love will enable us to deal with any difficulty that we face. He says, have the same attitude as Christ. Let's pretend today God is our coach. Let's pretend today that what's, what would God's attitude be in some of the things we say? When you say it's impossible, God says, what is impossible with man? Whew is possible with God. 
When you say, I can't go on, God says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. When you say, I can't do it, God says you can do everything through him who gives you the strength. When you say, I'm not able, God says, I, and God will generously provide all that you need exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. When we say, I'm always worried and frustrated, God says, cast all your anxiety on me because I care for you. And when we say, I feel all alone, God says, never will I leave you, nor will I forsake you. Hear your coach from heaven today saying, hey, no matter what you find yourself in today, whatever attitude you find yourself in, whatever things are coming out of your mouth, no matter what you're facing today, that God is, God's attitude towards you is the difference maker in your life. And when you start to see how God sees you and you start to see yourself as a child of the King, all of a sudden your life takes on a totally different vision. It takes on a totally different thing. See, your attitude is the difference maker whether you're experiencing success or whether you're experiencing failure. I want you to know today, when you pick up your Bible, this is God's attitude towards you. Start reading what God says about you. You wanna build a winning attitude? I'm not talking about self-help. I'm talking about getting in your word and knowing that what God says about you is greater than what this culture says about you. It's greater than what your bank account says. It's greater than the, the, the negative people that are around you. It's greater than what they say. Why, this is God, this is, his, this is your coach, Jesus, and he's saying to you today that you're more than conquerors. Now start to think like it. Put on the same mindset that Jesus had when he walked the earth. Let's close our eyes this morning and bow our heads. Maybe you're in this place today and you say, Pastor, I didn't know Jesus thought of me that way. I didn't know he had a plan for me. I didn't, I didn't know, that, I didn't know that, that he wanted anything to do with me. That's why I walk around with this attitude and I don't really know what life's about and life's hard. Listen to me today. If you're in this room, I want you to know God's for you. He's not against you. God's not trying to condemn you. God's not trying to take you out. God's trying to love you. God's trying to give you a future. God's trying to give you success. He wants you, to, he wants you to grow in him and become all that you can through him in the earth to make a difference. See, if your attitude is the difference maker, then that's the difference you're gonna make in the earth. So you can make a negative difference or you make a positive difference. Maybe today you say, Pastor, I've never made Jesus the Lord of my life. And that's where you're gonna start today. And you're gonna say, Pastor, I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life and I need to come home. I need to make that decision. Listen, Jesus is a winner. He came and died on the cross for you. He was buried in a tomb and he got up in three days. The resurrection made the difference. The resurrection is the thing by which saves us and, and delivers us and sets us free. And so today, maybe you're in the room and you say, Pastor, I need to make a decision to say yes to Christ today. And I wanna come home, man. I've been running from God. I think God's mad at me. I want you to know today, when you pray a prayer, God's gonna love you. God's gonna wrap his loving arms around you so tight that you're gonna feel a very different God than what you've mentally assented that he's supposed to be. So if you're in this place, you say, Pastor, I wanna pray with you today, and I wanna make Jesus the Lord of my life. If you're in this place, will you do me a favor? Will you just raise up your hand? I'm not gonna call you forward, but I do wanna pray for you. Yeah, I see your hand. Who else, anybody else? Say, that's me, I wanna make a decision today to say yes to Christ. So Father, today we pray 
We pray for those that raise their hand. Maybe they're online. Maybe they're in this room today. Will you all pray this prayer with me today? Say, Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for me, to raise from the dead for me. I receive him as Lord and Savior. I ask you to come into my heart. I ask you to make me a new creature. Old things pass away and all things become new. Thank you today for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Can we give the the Lord a big hand clap for those that said yes to Christ? Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to connect with us on social media, the RLC app, and online at livereallife.com.